Hello, and welcome to Sermon in the Berg, the official podcast for the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. We're glad you're here with us as we celebrate the second Sunday of Easter from our homes together. While this is not intended to replace the holy sacrifice of the Mass, we hope it brings you closer in spiritual communion to our parish grouping and our community across the country. Today's prayers and reflections are offered by Father Michael Stumpf, our pastor. Our musicians are myself, Amanda Bruce, and Tom Conroy, our associate organist and choir director for the parish grouping. Today, we are proud to bring you all of the readings spoken aloud for the weekend in this episode of the podcast. But should you want to reflect on them yourself, please know that you can find them anytime on usccb.org. Again, that's usccb.org. Let us pray. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast kindled the faith of the people you have made your own, increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed, that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn by whose blood they have been redeemed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.
A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the Apostles and to the communal life, to the breaking of bread and to the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, and many wonders and signs were done through the Apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their property and possessions and divide them among all according to each one's need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. They ate their meals with exaltation and sincerity of heart praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the day Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Give thanks to the reading from the letter of St. Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in his great mercy gave us a new birth 
to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by the power of God are safeguarded through faith, to a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the final time. In this you rejoice, although now for a little while you may have to suffer through various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that is perishable even though tested by fire, may prove to be for praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Although you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him, now yet believe in him. You rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy as you attain the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Dynamis, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord.
praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Easter to everyone, continuing to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord within this octave of Easter, celebrating this weekend, the second Sunday of Easter, as well as Divine Mercy Sunday, trusting the mercy of the Lord with us. We are uh, experiencing the resurrection uh, and Christian community in a different way during these pandemic times and are literally experiencing a bit more close to home what it means to be church, the domestic church. This is, of course, a time of great responsibility that we have and hold for the common good and for the safety of one another and our own safety. And so during this time, again, continuing to encourage that you and your loved ones uh, are safe and to stay safe, uh, to stay home unless necessary, uh, practice good hygiene, particularly hand washing. Um, certainly, uh, just this past couple of days, we've got an order from here in Pennsylvania from our governor that if we are in public places to wear face masks. Uh, again, that is something to protect one another. The best thing I heard for that one is, my mask protects you, your mask protects me. And so when we do that and we're going into things like the grocery store, this is to protect those around us as well as particularly those who are the workers who are stepping out there and providing those services to us and have to do that um, day in and day out. So please continue to stay safe and stay connected, connected to the Lord and connected to one another. For the scripture passage uh, for reflection this weekend, I'd like to use the passage from the Acts of the Apostles that was the first reading that we heard proclaimed. All during the Easter season, instead of again hearing from the Old Testament or the Hebrew scriptures like we normally do, we actually get to hear all New Testament readings, except for the responsorial psalm, which comes from the Hebrew scriptures. The first reading, instead of taken from the Old Testament, is from the Acts all during Easter. And so today's Acts of the Apostles, second chapter, uh, it's just after they experience the resurrection and the ascension of the Lord and the giving of the Spirit, they start a communal life together as a Christian people. And this is an ideal picture of communal life. And it says that they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles to the communal life, and to breaking bread and the prayers. What great values, no matter who we are, where we are, whether it's in the large community, the large celebration or Eucharistic banquet gathering, or within our own small domestic church, the teaching of the apostles of the church, communal life, striving to be in community with each other, even during a time of social distancing, and uh, breaking bread and prayers. But here's an interesting passage as we go on. It says that they, uh, as they continued to gather in community, they every day would devote themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. So the temple area for them was, like us, our church. Uh, the experience of going to uh, the church buildings and gathering in church community, they would have prayed psalms and had, you know, uh, sacrifice, sacrificial offerings there, uh, as well as times of prayer and education. But the other part of that is it wasn't just going to the temple. It was also breaking bread in their homes. 
And isn't that pretty close to home for us, especially during these times? And so eating in sincerity and exaltation of heart and the Christian community growing. So that sense of an ideal Christian community, uh, and it is ideal, certainly if we look at the passages of Scripture in the New Testament, particularly the epistles or the letters, particularly those of Paul, we know that in those letters very often he was writing addressing issues and difficulties and theological differences and struggles around uh, Eucharist and care for the poor and community. And so we know there was all kinds of issues going on in the early Christian community as there continues to do today, but still holding out this ideal in Acts of the Apostles of what it means to those values of community, of sharing with one another, of praying together, of, of gathering in the temple area. And so uh, we hear these uh, readings. And so uh, this has been a unique struggle for a lot of us during uh, stay-at-home, during learning new ways to be with those or without those that we care about and love. During this time of being in our unique household situations, Uh, Of course, there's the struggles and the opportunities of being together and being alone in new ways. Because of that, there's been, of course, domestic violence. Because of that, too, uh, there's been struggles with being together and and maybe being together so much might be the best way to say it. The challenges of community and being with those that we care about and love. Um, This challenge of being alone to being not only in your own space, but in your own head space, your own heart space, your own soul space. Uh, Oftentimes parents and grandparents are learning to be more and more what it means to be a teacher as children are home from school and uh, teaching not just academics, but also catechesis uh, more at home. For those who are, uh, for the universities that have closed, there's, you know, adult children uh, who've moved back into their homes and and the challenges that those things bring, and trying to teach themselves, although a lot of education has moved to virtual experiences, even still, you find yourself being more your own teacher. Of course, financial struggles with what's happening in a struggling economy during shutdown, uh, job loss, the experience of meeting basic needs, uh, especially for those who've been living hand-to-mouth or have been struggling already. Uh, certainly challenges. And of course, there's we have concern for those that we care about and love. Our families, our extended families, our, our parish families. And so the, these are challenges during these uh, pandemic times and, and staying at home and social distancing. The challenge is to remain close and uh, to navigate these new experiences. But we're still called, as Christians to understand more deeply, I think, this Easter than ever, what it means to experience Christ and the power of Christ's resurrection right where we are, with whom we are, in our own homes and in our domestic church. I'm going to offer just a couple of practical suggestions that are both uh, spiritual but also practical as well as far as uh, building and living out some of those values that we heard proclaimed 
in the Acts of the Apostles, ideal Christian community, praying, communal life, breaking bread, um, the teachings of the church and the apostles. Uh, sounds uh, kind of funny, but um, board games is uh, an interesting opportunity to experience those and and if who who with whom and whoever you're with uh board games card games uh to to learn those and to play those again board games and card games are great ways some sort of games within the the family and the domestic church are a way to connect to stimulate our minds our hearts to to bring in some laughter and some humor with a lot of the games uh that's a certainly a way to build communal life I've I had some friends who um, talked about, uh, I've heard other people doing virtual cocktail hours. And so it's a way of connecting either via conference call or video conference uh, with those that you care about and actually having some fun and setting up. Now, of course, that doesn't have to include alcohol. It could include alcohol, some food. But everybody's in their own home together connecting through some sort of uh, digital media and uh, really just visiting with one another. And actually just this past week, I set up uh, gathering a virtual cocktail hour with my uh, classmates from seminary, just you know, in this Easter season after having experienced the, a unique triduum unlike when any we've ever experienced in our 19 years of priesthood, just getting together, just seeing one another, talking to one another, checking in on one another, uh, you know, having some food and drink together was was quite was quite refreshing, a uh, way of continuing to build community in our own domestic churches. Um, another thing I've been thinking about a lot this year is, I think I'm going to try to plant a garden. It's been years since I planted a garden, but you know, doing something close to the earth is very wholesome. It can be deeply spiritual. You know, there's there's a whole theology around the first sacrament, some have called it, of creation. And I think this year is going to be an important year to, to grow something. And of course, that's good in the process of doing it. And you can do that together with those who are there in the home or, or alone. It's also going to be, I think, important for sustaining self, um, something good, something healthy. Another thing that I think we're being forced to do is to eat together. Uh, and that, of course, if you're alone, that's a different scenario. But families, uh, usually in the midst of very busy lives, you know, the kids go in all kinds of different directions or, or, or spending time in the grandkids' activities, we, we don't spend time a whole lot anymore eating together and cooking a meal and preparing a meal and hopefully not sitting down and just eating it in 30 seconds and getting up, but taking that time to connect with one another, how important and what a great opportunity this is once again to redevelop the tradition of sharing meals together in our own domestic church. And uh, lastly, I, I encouraged everyone during the Easter season to think about adding a new tradition, whatever your Easter traditions are in your domestic church, and that is to make a joyful noise at a particular time every evening. And so 8 p.m. every evening, I'm encouraging people to step outside their house or to open a window, get out on a balcony, a porch, whatever, a driveway, and make some sort of joyful noise. This is actually a solidarity movement that has happened in many places of the world, particularly taken hold in places in Europe, Italy, uh, that have been slammed by 
the coronavirus and uh, the struggle behind it. And during the time of being kind of secluded, it's a way of being in, in solidarity with one another. It's a way of seeing other people in a safe distance. Making a joyful noise, of course, as Christians, has a lot to do with lots of things. It's celebrating the power of Christ over death and res- or death, sin and death, celebrating the resurrection. It's a way of being, you know, acknowledging the struggle and loss and mourning that is happening um, in in the midst of these struggling and challenging times, uh, even particularly those who are losing loved ones uh, to the coronavirus. It's also a way of supporting and being grateful for and thankful for those who are stepping out there every day in the essential service professions. And again, those who are on the front lines, particularly of the medical profession, the, the first responders and the, and the emergency workers, and even those, again, that, that are providing you know, our gasoline and, and groceries. And so stepping out and making a joyful noise, singing a song, clapping your hands, uh, saying a prayer, uh, hooting a little bit, uh, even uh, doing the, the we will rock you, you know, stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap by uh, the, the Queen song. Anything like that that really just helps us be in solidarity and make a joyful noise. Just some humble suggestions. It's challenging to experience the resurrection in this new way, in this new, uh, in this situation in which we're in. And, but the, the Christ, the, the risen one, is held down by nothing. His life, his offer of eternal life, his power over sin and death happens in large gatherings and in our small gatherings and in our own domestic church. For we're striving to live a communal life and to understand what it means to be his follower and disciple, not just in the the large gatherings or the weekend gatherings or within the church walls, but within our own walls, within our own time and space, within Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and within our own domestic church. For we celebrate the presence of Christ risen among us, risen, risen indeed. Alleluia. to our prayers of the faithful this week is risen Lord hear our prayer that on this divine mercy Sunday the church will rededicate herself 
to living and proclaiming Christ's mercy, we pray. For the RCIA candidates, that they may grow in their desire for waters of new birth and allow God more fully into their hearts, we pray. For those trapped in confusion or doubt, that they may be filled with the truth and the light of the risen Christ, we pray. For all who are ill, especially those with the coronavirus, that God will protect them and their caregivers, we pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Patrick Fenton, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We remember today the following people from our parish communities, Anthony and Helen Rogowski, for the parishioners of St. Adalbert Prince of Peace Parish, Maria Garofalo, Joyce Garuccio, Edith Peretti, and Donna Lynn Grainer, and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. And now, the prayer of spiritual communion, presented to us by Father Daniel Strawn. While we are unable to unite ourselves in the celebration of the Eucharist at Mass, we can still unite ourselves to Jesus and through Him, with Him, and in Him to one another by making a spiritual communion. This simple act of faith, this act of spiritual communion, expresses our faith in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and asks Him to unite Himself with us. So let us pray. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament of the Eucharist. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at last spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that our reception of this Paschal Sacrament and Spiritual Communion may have a continuing effect in our minds and hearts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. We walk by faith and not by sight, no gracious words we hear, 
hear from him who spoke as none have spoke, but we believe him near. We may not touch his hands and side, nor follow where he trod, but in his promise we rejoice and cry, my Lord and God. Help them the recordings of There's a Wideness in God's Mercy, This is the Day, I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light, and We Walk by Faith were performed by Amanda Bruce and Tom Conroy and were used with permission from OneLicense.net. This podcast is the property that of the Southside Mount Washington Parish Community, all rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe, stay home if at all possible, and please know that we are praying for you. And not by sight, no gracious words we from him who spoke as none else spoke, but we believe him.